Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast for this Monday, March 21st. Uh, coming in this morning, my name is Ian Saunders, joined here by David Clark. And uh, no shortage of movement throughout the broader markets over the course of the past week. Uh, fortunately for most investors, it was a lot of upside movement, at least towards the latter part of last week. We saw the S&P, David, you and I were just talking, the S&P was up over 6% um, through, through the week last week. The NASDAQ 100 posted an even more significant gain, up over 8%. So a lot of indices and a lot of those indices that have been kind of beaten up a little worse over the course of the past few months, showing a pretty significant push to the upside, which we'll get into more here in just a bit. Um, we did see this lead to some, some indicator changes, which is where we're going to kick things off today. Um, a lot of the different indicators we're, we're have touched on. I mean, there's a lot of different relative strength and, and various other rankings that we have on the site, but some of the, we've seen some really interesting movement from some of the participation indicators, specifically first looking at that bullish percent for the S&P 500, which just simply takes the, the number of stocks, the percentage of stocks in the S&P 500 that are trading on a current point and figure buy signal. Um, that not that that number got all the way down to 32% with market movement through the end of February. Um, so BPSPX, carrot BPSPX, for those of you that are following along on the site. Um, so we got down to 32% at the end of February, began to tick a little bit higher and kind of showed some back and forth movement there over the pat, the beginning of the month of March. Uh, movement last week, though, led us to, to rise from that, that chart level down at, down at 32 at the end of February. So the past couple of weeks, uh, rising all the way up to 60%, rising over 8% in Friday's, based off Friday's trading data alone, all the way up to a chart level of 60%. So a rapid increase in the participation, that kind of intermediate term participation for the S&P 500, um, which at the end of the day is a healthy sign. It's a healthy sign to see markets, I mean, more names moving to buy signals is just a good thing. Um, It's also a healthy sign to see this chart give a higher low. So we got down to 32% at the end of February. We did move higher than reverse back lower and stopped out at 30 Six percent earlier this month before swinging higher last week, all the way up to that chart level of sixty percent. So definitely going to be important to note too that uh, we did. This is not the the first time that we've seen sixty percent this year. The index or the broader BPSPX indicator, uh, when it rallied in February, it also reached that chart level of sixty percent uh, before swinging lower towards the end of the month. So going to be an important thing to monitor. It looks like we're, we're t- might be ticking a bit higher, at least at the time of this recording, with some major index gains on this Monday morning. Uh, but th- that sixty percent level is certainly pretty noteworthy and uh, good to see more than half the stocks trading on a buy signal. Uh, what we have not seen many changes on, or, or many of. The, the positive trend charts. And David's going to get into some more of the sector stuff here in just a sec, but looking at that broad PTSPX, so the, the percentage of stocks in the S&P that are trading in an overall positive trend, more of a longer term participation indicator, um, that as, as we've touched on throughout this this uh, this podcast over the last few weeks, that indicator got down to a chart level of 48% with this decline, kind of crossing beneath that 50% threshold. That's that like kind of line of demarcation we tend to follow here at Dorsey Wright. Um, and it, it, it has moved higher from a, a single day reading perspective, uh, climbing up to 5347 uh, based off movement through Friday, which is not quite enough to get a reversal back up into a column of X's. It is good to have the single day reading, get, get back above that 50% threshold. Uh, but would ideally like to see I mean, a little bit more follow through to the upside. We may get that with the market movement this Monday. We may not. It may, it may hopefully come later in the week if it does come. Um, but that would be a real thing to, to keep an eye out there for. Seeing these these kind of further follow through the upside on some of these positive trend charts is something that we've been been looking out for on the individual, on the index point of view, but also in, in, in that sector point of view there, David. 
For sure. I mean, we're, we're whether you're looking at the sectors or even just the broad market groups, uh, the indicators have been very active over the past week. And that would even just saying calling them active is a slight understatement because we've seen such significant moves out of them over the past week. And looking at those broad sector indicators, we've seen eight out of the pa- of the 11 sector be bullish percents reverse up with last week's action. So seeing some of the more offensive players move back and see that percent per, per participation, pardon me, increase. And notably, really the two sectors that you look at for offense and in many cases are going to be consumer cyclical, discretionary, and technology. And for consumer cyclical, we saw that bullish percent indicator increase from 20% matching its January low up to 34%. While for technology, we saw it really make a higher bottom there, as you sort of mentioned, it made a higher bottom there at 18 and has now moved up to 38, which is where we saw it sort of top out in in February as well as in December of 2021. So in some of the cases for for these indicators, we're seeing them match recent rally highs, if you will, to talk about indicators in that manner. So we're going to need some extra follow through for for many stocks within these sectors to see them push through those levels. And that'll give us an extra layer of confidence. I mean, one of the things that I know in prior podcasts we've talked about has been looking for that confirmation, looking for the indexes to move back to buy signals, move the trends back to positive, and also see these indicators push higher and even clear some prior levels. And in some ways, we're right on the cusp of that. You know, as we'll note here in a minute, we seen the indexes move higher and these indicators have continued to move higher as well but the one one that many cases i feel like we've gotten calls about last week is especially because energy got it had been such the leader in the clubhouse and carried the baton for much of this year last week we could probably say wasn't its best week uh that we've seen probably one of the worst weeks that we've seen in the in the year so far but even looking at, at that bullish percent for energy right now, it's still sitting at 54%. And there's only one sector right now in that utilities that has a higher reading or even has a reading where it says over half the stocks in the universe still trade on point and figure buy signals. In some ways, we we, we view this as still healthy uh, because we saw so many of those energy positions get extended into highly overbought territory. And now they're taking that big exhale. We, in many cases, look for an exhale, maybe not one this big, but again, somewhat more healthy at the moment. We haven't seen enough downside action to really change any of the relative strength relationships, change the indicators enough so that we would look to be moving our exposure from energy at the moment. It still has that favored area. It still is an area where you're seeing more participation than most sectors as far as looking at the bullish percents. And even when you move on to the longer term positive trend indicators, we see that those are still working like like you were talking about in terms of the bull, the B, the PT for SPX, pardon me. They're still working on potential reversals into columns of X's. So again, we're seeing some of those trends move back and move back to positive. And there's a couple that we can continue to watch. Uh, really, the first, the two that I'm currently watching, and I know Ian's watching too, one of these, uh, is that PT for industrials as well as the PT for technology. Those two are within 1% of reversing up. Currently, the PT for industrial sits at 34%, while the 
LPT4 tech sits at 18%. And right now they're within 1% of reversing back up for the first time in, in many cases since reversing down in November of last year. So those are significant potential reversals that we may see out of two more potentially offensive-minded sectors, if you will. So Again, we were we were been we've been talking about looking for that confirmation piece over the past couple of videos, podcasts, things like that. And I think in many ways we're beginning to see that, which is a positive sign. Yeah, absolutely, David. And I mean, I, I think that that interesting point. I mean, people don't normally think of industrials and technologies kind of moving in a simultaneous fashion, right? But I mean, I think that just speaks to that broad participation we saw last week. I mean, you're coming off the week where, as, as we touched on, I mean, the S&P was up over 6%. Um, we had four consecutive 1% days, 1% positive days for the S&P for the first time since November of 2020. Um, and we had another kind of interesting stat to throw out is that the S&P gained over 2% last Tuesday, the Tuesday and Wednesday of last week. Um, it was the first time that we'd seen 2% days on, on 2% consecutive days for the S&P 500 since August of 2015. So even, even throughout the COVID lows, even throughout those, those massive upswinging days, in in kind of the early April of 2020, I mean, you'd have the market up five six percent a day, but then it was up one percent the next day. So we didn't see those consecutive two percent days for for over five six years at that point. So I mean, a lot of interesting stuff going on in the market, and interesting stuff has not only been going on on the domestic equity side of things. If we kind of shift gears to another equity picture, looking at the international equity space, I mean, international has been beaten up pretty bad, much worse than many areas in domestic equities throughout much of 2022 thus far. Um, and China has really taken it on the chin the most. I mean, we've seen China be in a, in a massive downtrend really since May of June of last year, with most of broad China moving significantly lower. Um, and some positive commentary coming out of the Chinese government last week, kind of towards investor equity-related commentary. I saw in indices swing significantly to the upside, massive outperformance there from China, and specifically from China Tech. Um, which led the broader emerging markets that, that looking at the iShares MSCI Emerging Markets ETF ticker EEM uh, was up over 6% over the last last seven days of trading alone. Um, it's still down 7% on a year-to-date basis, but I mean, big outperformance you can see on that default chart there for EEM. Um, and it fell through, broke multiple consecutive sell signals on that default chart, breaking its last sell signal at 45 earlier this month, and then falling all the way down to a chart low and pretty watched out position there at 41. Movement last week saw us rally all the way back up to that 45 price point where we sit currently. Um, so still on a sell signal, still on a negative trend, but definitely could be an area to keep an eye out there for to see if we see some further follow through to the upside. Um, more significant improvement was seen out of China, as I'd mentioned there. I mean, we've seen the, the broader China tech space looking at uh, KWeb, the Crane Shares China Internet ETF, um, is down 60% still over a trailing year basis. So over the past year, it's still down 60%. Uh, but last seven days alone, it's up tw over 28%. And we saw it up over 38% in one day of trading last Wednesday. So massive outperformance that we're seeing there from, or massive rebound really from um, that oversold positioning there for KWeb. Um, going to be a pretty interesting point to monitor there. I mean, each of these areas are going to be um, still kind of in that overall negative trend. We did see KWeb move back to a buy signal, um, actually giving two consecutive buy signals with movement to its latter part of last week. So 
definitely going to be interesting to know to see if this is kind of a bottoming formation there for China Tech, which has been beaten up much worse in many areas in domestic, even domestic technology. Um, so starting to see see that see that improvement, not just from the domestic side of things, but also from the international side of things. But really, no matter how you cut it, until as David was saying, until we see this this confirmation, this kind of near term rally, this this pop that we're seeing from a lot of equity names, kind of turn into that longer term participation, that longer term confirmation um, is really what we're going to be waiting for there. So. Um, with that, I mean, I, I think, David, that, that uh, wraps up most of what we were looking to cover this morning, unless you had anything else. No, definitely. Uh, again, like you said, looking for the confirmation piece, something that we've touched on quite a bit here. We're beginning to see some of those things, but truly before we can be begin to dive back in, it's it's waiting for that confirmation. It's it's hard to do sometimes, especially when you're watching, you know, like you said, the market gained 2% in consecutive days thinking, having a bit of FOMO, you know, that fear of missing out, but really it, it it's much more prudent to look for the confirmation and and almost sort of sit on your hands and say, I'm, I'm going to wait for these things to happen before I really dive back in and begin to move money back in because it's been such a volatile year already. And that, that really the first two, three and a half months here can be defined simply by that volatility piece. And with a lot of these movements, it's still looking for additional pieces to give us confidence that we're moving back in. So hang in there. That's all we can say. And and at the same time, we'll be here to answer any questions if you have any. Yeah, absolutely. Like David said, I mean, um, we'll, we'll certainly be here for those that are subscribers when I give us a call. I mean, more, more than happy to help you out on that front. Um, and, and we'll also be going through our broader kind of market update call on, on that we do on Wednesdays. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you up to date in the daily report. We'll keep you up to date with any other kind of media stuff. Um, and, and do want to give a quick shout out as well for those that are looking to get back into some traveling. Uh, we, we are doing an in-person event in, in Las Vegas and in, in later, later in May of this year. So if you're looking to, for us to keep you updated in person, we can certainly do that as well. We have not opened up signups, but we're doing our spring symposium uh, May 19th and 20th. It's going to be in Las Vegas. So signups are going to be coming out in the next week or so. So, so keep an eye out for that in the daily equity report or in any kind of email communication. We'll be sure to get that out. Uh, but if you have any questions on that front or on anything at all, you're always more than welcome to reach out to us at dwa at dorsheywright.com uh, or at 804-320-8511. So, David, thank you for joining us. Uh, great, to, great, great to be back on here with you. Um, and uh, thank you to everyone listening in. And we look forward to having you back next week.